This podcast is brought to you by the Caesar Encyclopedia, which is my own weekly email newsletter. It's the place where I share all the cool things that I've learned throughout my week with my friends around the world. I share the books, podcasts, and interesting people I find that help me enjoy life more. And as I travel the world, I also share my favorite adventure spots, the restaurants that blow my mind, and how my view of the world has changed that week. The newsletter is completely free. It comes out only once a week, and it's only available for those who sign up by email. You can sign up using the link in this episode's show notes or by using the link in my Instagram bio. Let's get learning. Welcome to The Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs experiments, explores new ways of thinking, and talks to the most interesting people that I've met in my life. Today, I am honored to have Ms. Paola Terrazas, who is Paula Terrazas? Paula Terrazas, I just said her name three times, is a software, has been a software engineer at Allstate, Disney, Facebook, Etsy, and Lucasfilms. She is also an entrepreneur who in the past founded a cookie delivery company in El Paso, Texas called Bell's Pretty Tasty. This May, May 2021, she will be graduating with a degree in computer science from the University of Texas at El Paso. And currently she is the founder and content creator of the Lady Engineering Online Community. Paola, thank you so much for agreeing to sit down and have a conversation with me. I'm super excited. Wow, you just made me sound super interesting. That was you awesome. are super interesting. <laughs> That was really cool. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I have so many questions. So many questions. You have a lot of fans. And uh, I talked to some of them, like I said. And I want to begin with somewhere that might not be like where you thought I was going to start. I want to talk about your travel because like I mentioned, you've done a lot of traveling in the United States. I didn't mention it, but all those internships you had at Allstate, Disney, Facebook, You've had the opportunity to live in a lot of cities in the United States. Do you have one favorite city that you can't stop thinking about? Like for me, it's Austin. When I leave Austin, I'm still like, I got to go back to her. Yeah. Let's see. So I've been to Chicago. That My very first internship was in Chicago. And that one was amazing. I think that would be definitely the city. Um, because the other one was Orlando and Orlando was not the best experience for me. I actually would not go back or live there again. Um, but I would definitely say Chicago. And I did intern at Facebook, but unfortunately, because of COVID, I did have to intern from home. Otherwise, mm. I would have been able to go to Menlo Park, California, which would have been awesome. But I didn't get to. So I would say Chicago. Other than Chicago, you've been to Orlando. And where else have you lived? Um, that's it. As, as far as living. Oh, wow. I'm living in Virginia right now. <laughs> oh, you are living in Virginia. I right am now. living in Virginia. Um, I love Virginia. I love the people. I definitely, well, Chicago was way better. I would say I really love the big city vibe. So I would mm. definitely. Uh, do you think, uh, living in other like cities, because you're from El Paso, like I'm in, from El Paso. A lot of people who go to El Paso, especially the UT El Paso, tend to stay there for a long time. You know, not a lot of people get out. What have you seen that has changed about your view in the world or changed in you by living in other cities? Like, is there anything that comes up that you're like, wow, if I wouldn't have lived, if I wouldn't have gone away from home, I wouldn't have learned this? Wow. So it definitely is very different where I'm at right now. I would say El Paso is, it's like a little, little town. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot to do or see. And whereas right now, I mean, I'm in Virginia, I'm like 30 minutes from Washington, DC, where there's all these museums and 
And then I'm three hours away from New York where I can also get to see really awesome things. I say it's a really big difference. So. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. I wanted to, those were like my starting questions that I'm testing out. So I'm sorry if they were terrible, but I wanted to hear about your travels a little bit. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you uh, get interested in um, the STEM field, STEM field, and especially in, in computer science? What kind of um, student uh, were you in high school? What was your favorite subject? So in high school, it was math. Actually, throughout my entire education, I've always loved math. So I was actually a math major before I went into computer science mm-hmm. because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I loved math. So I was a math major for two semesters. And then my older brother is actually a software engineer and he did computer science. So he wow. kind of guided me through that. He actually taught me a little bit. And it turns out, you know, computer science is about problem solving, which is all that math is. So I took a class and I, I fell in love with it. And here we are now. Where did you take a, did you take a class in high school? Or? No, I took a class at UTEP. I took like a, like a computer science class. I just registered for it. Oh, just wow. I get a sense for it and mm-hmm. really liked it. So when you came into college, did you already know that you were going to be a software engineer? What did you think you were going to be? I had no idea. I really didn't. I was going down the math route and people would ask me what I wanted to do with that. and I would just say become a teacher, but I didn't really want to become a teacher. Mm. What was where I was headed, right? Yeah. So I'm very thankful that I found engineering because engineering overall is just problem solving, which is, I guess, what I loved about math. You know, it's interesting that uh, because because I think math could very easily in in some people's minds they could say like, well, what are you going to do with that? Because it's like. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's a thing that can be applied to a lot of things, but if people don't take the time to think about it, they're just like, well, what job needs like math? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I, I mentioned that because when I wanted to go into business school, mm-hmm. um, I remember a lot of people saying with like, what are you going to do with a business degree? As in like, they were like, if you want to start your own business, just start your own business. And, and I think this is like important, an important point. What do you tell, what do you tell young um, Latina women or any woman who is in a freshman in college and doesn't know what she wants to do. What do you, what advice do you give them on like what classes to take or what to pursue? I think it has a lot to do with your interests and of course, what classes you liked in high school or before that, there's always a subject that you kind of like more than the other ones. And I've actually gotten this question before. So Mm -hmm. that's, what I've always recommended, there has to be something that you're interested in and take a class in it, figure out what you want to do with it, but also not just think, okay, I love art. You know, I'm going to go just study art, but you also need to think ahead and think, what do I want to do with this? And that's kind of where I was stuck at when I was doing math. Mm -hmm. I loved math, but what did I want to do with it? So when it came down to it, you know, um, it led me to engineering. So you do have to think ahead. Did you have like any system for like this thinking? Like, did you write things down or did you use some sort of like, I don't know, online template about like s- setting goals or have you just always naturally thought about what you want to do? No. So thankfully for me, I had my older brother. I think my older brother is my, has been my guidance throughout everything. He's the one who's always been very goal oriented. So he's always thought ahead and he's always known what he's wanted. So he kind of taught me to be like that. And he would always ask me, well, what do you want to do with this? When I was doing math, he was always constantly asking me, so where are you going? Like, what's going on here? You know, it was never just 
just go go with the flow. He was like, no, you need to think ahead. So wow. I wanted to I want to ask um a question that I got from somebody else who you might know. He's he's a consultant. Um, you know, that might be hard to narrow down, but <laughs> but the, he said I, I asked him, what do you give do you have any prompts that would lead her to tell a story that maybe not a lot of people know about her because now she's very successful. And he said, ask her about how she started because her journey wasn't uh, what it seems because she started very late in like her career. And I wanted to know if you could tell us like your journey of getting jobs and stuff. Wow. She knows me pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I was very lost for a very long time. I would say most of my college career, I did not get my very first experience or internship in in the industry until my senior year. So my freshman, sophomore, junior, and starting of my senior year, I really felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was, I felt very stuck. But um, a lot of people say that that's very late. And it is, you know, in the end, I'm graduating a year late. I mean, late, right? Who even like justifies that it's late? Yeah. But uh, I started very late. So I got my very first internship my senior year. And after that, it was just like a snowball effect of opportunities. But the thing is that I stayed persistent, even though I began applying junior end of junior year, I did kind of wait a little bit. And I got so many rejections, like an insane amount. And I just stayed persistent until that one offer letter that I got. And it just changed my entire career. So what kept you, what kept you motivated through these rejections? Cause I think it's so easy to yeah. after two or three or cause sometimes these applications take a long time. And so like, mm-hmm. how do you keep going? Uh, once again, my brother, he would tell me just apply again, uh, apply more. I would tell him, mm. okay, I applied here. I just got rejected. He was like, okay, apply more. He was just constantly, that was always his response. We'll keep going. Okay. Get back up. Keep going. <laughs> so I, very <laughs> your brother sounds also, awesome. He, he really is. Honestly, you should probably write him down for like interviewing him. He's awesome. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just, honestly, I think he believed in me more than I did. And I'm very thankful for that. Wow. Do you, this might be a difficult question to answer, but I found that in my life, mm-hmm. I think it's very important to have these people who believe in you mm-hmm. um, and in what you, in, in what you want to do. Or, or that you want to do something big, you know, um, do you, what do you tell people who don't have those people around them? Um, what do you tell girls who, you know, perhaps are surrounded by a lot of people who are not being as supportive? So that's a really good question. And the more that lady engineering has grown, Mm -hmm. I've really come to realize that a lot of people don't have someone like I did. And that's a really big part of what lady engineering is. So I want Mm. to be that person for as many people as possible. I want to remind them what I went through and that it gets better and that, you know, you just got to get through it. That's the main goal of lady engineering to show people that there is a path and to give them like the confidence to really go after it. Oh my God. Yeah. I think, I think that's incredible. I think it's incredible that you're going to be that voice for a lot of people because, you know, not just engineering, which I, I've, I wasn't an engineer. I didn't study uh, computer science, but I, I saw how these classes are so difficult, but also with other things such as like studying abroad, I never thought I would study abroad until I had my mentor, uh, a teacher who didn't really even mentor me one-on-one, Dr. Moore. But in talking to other people, it's like, it's so important to have this person 
who is telling you that you can do it and showing you I've done it and this is how you can do it as well. Um, so, you know, you mentioned lady, lady engineering. How did you start this blog or why did you start this blog? Okay, so it all started. I was actually, it was late at night and I was laying in my bed like mm-hmm. two, three in the morning. And I was just going through my phone, through my pictures. And I, I noticed that I had a lot of engineering pictures from my past internship in Chicago, from my internship at Disney and from lots of conferences. And I just wanted to share them, but I didn't want to share them. And like my personal Instagram or my Facebook, because I know that the people that I have there aren't really interested mm. in that. So I created a separate account and I don't even remember how I came up with lady engineering. And I'm very, I was very surprised that it was available, but <laughs> I got the username lady engineering yeah. and I posted my very first picture and it's a picture of me in Chicago. And I, my caption was like super, I mean, if I go back to read it, it's not the best caption, but I'm always going to leave it there to look back at. What was, what's, what's the caption? Um, it just says, should I read it? Yeah, if you want. I, I just I wonder why you don't think it's good. It's not the best caption because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with lady engineering. So I mm. kind of I kind of just said like, hi, friends, like no one was following me. And I was like, hi, friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I just said, um, I created this account to share my professional experience being a woman and minority in tech. I will share many pictures because that was <laughs> the goal, you know, just to share a bunch of pictures. And I, I said, stay tuned for my first blog post, sharing how with no experience, I landed in my software engineering internship. So the thing is, when I started with engineering, I kind of had the idea of a blog post, but I, I never really thought that it would happen. I guess mm. it happened after I realized how many people really wanted me to start it. Oh, wow. You didn't think it was going to become this online community that it became? No, I really didn't. And that wasn't the goal. I mean, I just wanted somewhere. Honestly, I wanted somewhere to look back at for myself. Mm-hmm. whenever I needed to remind myself of the small accomplishments that I've done. Wow. That's the reason I started the podcast. I was like, I want to, I want something where I can look back and be like, that was a cool journey. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very important. I've learned that you need to look back and notice the, even the smallest accomplishments. Cause we tend to be very hard on ourselves. Like, mm. I want to do this. I like right now, I mean, like I want to do the next thing. And then when it's not happening, you get very discouraged, but you actually need to take the time to notice how far you've actually already come. Wow. You know, uh, some of your uh, followers really wanted me to ask you how you stay motivated. And I know I already kind of did, but in general, like right now, do you have any practices or, or like anything you do in your daily life that helps you stay motivated that you think if other people did, it would help them as well? Yeah. So I'm very big on journaling. I know you are too. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, recently started planning out my days which has helped a lot and i also do quarter quarterly goals so it's like for every four months i check in with myself so i actually bought this planner that's super helpful for it It, i put it in my newsletter i don't know if you saw i did see i did yeah (laughs) and i love this planner because it has like a schedule for throughout the day and then it has your quarterly goals that i actually just i'm coming close to checking in on myself because it's about to be April. I'm really excited. Oh, (laughs) you started this this year. Yeah. So I started in January and last night I was writing down what I'm going to do today. And I noticed that it was coming up and I actually looked back at my goals from January and I've actually accomplished most of them. So what? 
Yeah. Wow. Are you, um, one of the problems for me when I want to do that stuff, right? I, uh, I forget, like I'll say I'm going to check in in four months, but then I forget. What do you use for reminders? Yeah, no. So lucky for you, I have my planner right here. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's actually because I, I write down every single day what I'm doing. I, mm-hmm. I, every single day I open this notebook and I write down what I'm doing the next day. So I, every day I, you know, look at the next page and eventually you're going to end up looking at your next quarterly goal, which is April. But I've been checking in every day. Is there a specific time of day that you enjoy doing uh, this check-in, this daily check-in? Yeah, I do it at night before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I look at my calendar and I'll write down what I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'll start um, like my workout in the morning and then I'll write down my meetings of the day. And like yesterday I wrote down, you know, today's podcast. And then I have a to-do list at the bottom that I'm going to do the next day. And then in the mornings, I have my little reading corner. (laughs) So when I get back uh to the gym, um, I go to my corner and actually like, like actually put that place together for this reason to have like a nice station where I can focus on like me, (laughs) on me time. Mm -hmm. So I get back from the gym. I go to the gym from 6.30 in the morning to like 7.30. So I get back and then I have this notebook there and I'll look over today's what I wrote down the night before. Wow. That's so cool that you have like this nightly routine. I've always admired people that do that. And um, I think it would be beneficial for me to do it because I just wake up and I'm like, all right, fuck, <laughs> what do I got to do there? It's also like a morning routine also. It's, it's a whole day routine because you write down your entire day. So tell me about your morning routine, more about your morning routine. You wake up and then what do you do? I will tell you today's routine. Yes. Yes. I think this would be interesting for people to hear. So today was 6.30, my workout. So I have like a personal trainer that I go to at 6.30 in the morning, 6.30, mm-hmm. 7.30. And then I get back. And then from 8 to about 9, I kind of work on lady engineering. It's my work on lady engineering time. So I kind of like think about blog posts or like I write down my thoughts or what I want to share. And then 9.30 to 10.30, I have yoga class, which is at the same gym that I go to. So I just go back. And then I had a date, which I didn't schedule, but I had time for. (laughs) (laughs) So I shower, get ready. And then at noon, I begin working. Mm. Wow. And then, yeah. (laughs) That's that's a great schedule. Yeah, this is possible because, you know, I'm working from home and I can fit in the hour needed. And Caesar podcast at 3 p.m. And then 4 p.m. I have a meeting for an allyship that I'm part of. So I'm part of this program that we're... Um, I get a, I get a mentee. I'm a mentor for women in engineering. So I actually have my mentee, which I'm very excited for. That's awesome. And at 5 PM, I have a meeting for work wow. and then I have my shoes, but these are for work. So wow. yeah, that was today's. And all of that is written the night before. Yes. This was written last night. Wow. That, that's awesome. Okay. I, I just find it awesome because I want to do that, but I haven't done it get this planner because I love the quarterly goals because like I completely forgot about them. And I noticed yesterday that it was coming up. So I looked back at my goals from January and I was like, wow, like I've accomplished most of these. Yeah. What is the planner called? Where where do I find the planner? Where would somebody find this planner? Target. Target. I got it at Target and I linked it in my newsletter for you. If you want to go back this one's pink, but I think they have black ones. <laughs> okay. I will look for a planner with quarterly goals because I do like writing stuff down, but I will be honest. I think I prefer uh, things that are digital as in like um, oh, yeah. 
I, I prefer to have it on like a calendar in my Google calendar. I just haven't figured out a way to, inc- or I just, maybe I just haven't done it where like every night I do what you do. Yeah, um, no. And I get that because my calendar <laughs> is full. Like, look at this. I don't know if you can see. Oh my God. Yeah. This is my calendar and I do both. So like I have my calendar on here, mm-hmm. but then I actually take the time to look at it and write it down so that I know what my day kind of looks like, because when it's digital, it's just there. And then you look at it and you're like, Oh, like in 30 minutes I have to do this. Right. Yeah. 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 But when you write it down the night before you kind of already have an idea of what your day is going to look like. Do you ever, what happens when you, let's say it's a Saturday or a Sunday where you stay out late. Um, mm-hmm and you don't have time to do it do you ever skip this um and if you do how do you get back on the horse because i find if i break a practice it's kind of like an easy way to start not doing it does do you ever experience that not doing it like on a weekend or something mm, no i think i've i think i've gotten to a point where i've made it like a routine okay like awesome. right when i'm in bed like when i sit on my bed getting ready like i take my notebook and i write it down and then when i get up in the morning i grab it and it's just like I put it on the on the table next to my reading station. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You mentioned that you were uh, mentoring uh, someone. Yeah. Um, what uh, what has that been like? What have you learned from uh, taking somebody one on one versus like just talking to people? You know, with a and you're on your online community. Have you learned anything about yourself or anything about people's struggles? Um, yes, definitely. I actually talked to Carlos about this the other day because I had my very first meeting with her, mm-hmm. uh, two days ago, I think. And it was, it was the first time that I met with her. We introduced ourselves and we talked about our goals and I, I know how intimidating it can be to be a minority in this field and to he- actually hear it from her. It, it was, I, I mean, I haven't from anyone else, like the way that she was telling me and I, I understand her a hundred percent. And I was telling her you know, it gets better. Like I know how you feel, but in reality, how can I guarantee that she's going to listen to me? Right. Hmm. Cause it got to that point where I was like, okay, well, here are my tips, you know, get this book, study it this way, go to this um, website that I, that I use to prepare for technical interviews. And she was just sharing that. Um, she feels like it's too difficult. Like getting a job at like a major tech company it's too difficult. Like I could never do it. And I know exactly how she feels because I remember thinking like that. Mm. The only reason that I made it through is because I, I continue down this path. Right. But how can I promise her that it's going to get better? Like, who is she to listen to me? Right. So it's kind of difficult. It's like, yeah, I get what you mean. I think you're just really humble, but I think you've done it and you should be like, yeah, listen to me, dude. (laughs) I know how to do, at least I know one path, you know, like, uh, I mean, you can ask, uh, you should ask other people. You should have several sources, but if you're coming to me, this is how I did it. And like, um, yeah, and that's what I did. And that's what I did. But, um, two questions on that. Um, you mentioned a book and you mentioned a website. What's the book and what's the website? Because people want to know this information. So the book is cracking the coding interview and it helped me a ton to prepare for technical interviews and eventually start passing them. And then the website is leakcode.com. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for the book right now. Cracking the coding interview by Gayla. Gay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a green book, right? Yes. Yes. Um, cracking the coding interview. And there's a bunch of editions, but it's all the same thing. It's just, you have to study and it's a big book. Like it's a thick book which I know can be very intimidating. I told her the same thing. I know this is going to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big book, but I did it this way. I only focused on certain chapters and 
because of these, these are the chapters that they actually only, the only important ones for technical interviews. Have you, um, have you made a blog post on like what the, yes. those chapters are? I have. Yes. It's uh, how I prepared for technical interviews. Oh, it's on. And then you explain like the chap, the specific chapters to read. Yeah. Yes. I'm very specific on it. I've actually gotten really good feedback from that. So if you haven't listened to it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cracking the, the, the coding interview by Gail Lackman. If yes. anybody wants to search that up. <laughs> and um, you, you mentioned this website. What uh, what was it? What was it called again? Leak code. L E T code. And what what did they what do they help you with? So they give you practice interview questions. So basically like technical interviews, they literally give you like a problem and you have to solve it in front of someone. Oh, so, in front of someone, like yeah, somebody's like actually someone, watching you. Yeah, it's like some if someone gave you like a really hard math problem. And not only do you have to solve the problem, but you have to code it. <laughs> wow. I yeah. think that's super good because like there's no better practice than actually like putting yourself in the the exact environment you're going to be in. Yep. Yep. And it's a lot of like different things Like you never know what kind of question you're going to get these different kinds of questions and you just have to honestly practice all of them. Gotcha. And how much uh, is that? How much do you have to pay for that? It's free. It's free. Yeah. Wow. They do it for free. They do it for free. It's just, um, you can get like a membership, but those are just to, if you're like interviewing for a certain company, like for example, if you want to interview at Facebook, they have like an actual Facebook interview questions so that, that you can practice the ones that Facebook asks, you know? Mm. Um, one of your, one of your followers, she's a college blogger and she wanted to know how do you decide what you're going to ask um, in an interview, like during an interview? Do you, do you prepare questions beforehand or do you, um, do you just kind of like go through the interview and whatever feel you feel like you have to ask, you ask, how do you decide what to ask? What do you mean throughout the interview? Yeah. During an interview, like at the end of, you know how at the end of the interview, oh, they, yes. they ask you what, uh, do you have any questions? Oh, yes. Yes. So a huge thing that I've, I've always asked this question, I always ask for feedback and mm. sometimes they do tell you I can't provide it, but sometimes they do. And that has helped me a ton throughout my interviewing process. So it has helped me get better. And actually when I went to Microsoft and I didn't get the position, mm -hmm. I had four interviews back to back. And at each one of them, I asked for feedback. So although oh, wow. I didn't do well, I knew what I needed to fix and it was great to get that feedback. So that's, yeah, that's so cool because you're learning even mm -hmm. like right. uh, through quote unquote failures. You're right. still getting some some value. Do you have any uh, favorite failures that you've yeah. had? Do yes. you? What's your favorite? What's yeah. your favorite failure? <laughs> did, you, did you read my last Instagram post? Is that why you're asking that? No, I, I'm sorry, oh. I haven't read it. I haven't seen it. Oh wow! No, yeah, I actually just talked about this. It was about my Microsoft, my experience at Microsoft. So I got rejected, mm -hmm. but it was the biggest learning lesson of my career because it taught me how much I needed to learn. It taught me how far away I was from my goal. And it was very, it really encouraged me to learn more. And it was very hard to make a decision at this point because being rejected doesn't feel good. Wow. So I actually picked myself up and I started studying a lot. I got the book. I went on LeetCode. I started studying like crazy. And eventually I did end up going back to Microsoft and passing the technical interviews. So, Damn. That's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, I kind of want to ask, but I feel like it's a terrible question, but it's just, it, you seem like you're unfazed through these, uh, like failures. Like, uh, um, is that how it was for you? Kind of like, all right, whatever. 
I'm just going to put it aside and we keep going. Is that what your mentality was? Yeah. And I wasn't like that at first, mm-hmm. but my older brother just constantly, okay, continue. What did, what would he tell you? What were his, his words? Just that? He's a very simple, short guy. Like he would be like, okay, continue. That's fine. Let it go. Next. And, and then you would say, but, but I really wanted it. And then he would yeah, say, yeah, I, actually he's the one that kind of helped me with the Microsoft rejection because I remember I was very upset and I was, I felt like I started doubting myself. I started thinking that maybe this wasn't the field for me. Mm-hmm. And his response kind of helped me a lot because right before the interview, I asked him something. I asked him about a data structure. And I was like, um, so for this data structure, like, does it do this, this? And then he answered me. He didn't say anything. He just answered my question. And then once I got rejected, I was like, oh, like I was just, you know, being super negative about myself. And his response was uh, someone who would get the job would know what this data structure is. Oh, so that <laughs> opened my eyes. And I was like, he's right. It was very hurtful. I think I even got mad at him. I was like, you're so mean. Like you should be helping me get through this. Like you should be encouraging me. But that was his response. And it really helped me to, you know, see his point of view and think, okay, well, I wasn't ready. And I, I need to study more to be ready. Yeah. It's kind of like Jocko Willink, where he says like with every failure, I don't know if you've checked them out. I know I told Carlos to tell you to check them out, but he says with like every failure, something bad happens. He's like, good. <laughs> he says, good. Now I get to learn more. That's how my brother is. And I would tell him, okay, I got rejected like by this company or whatever. He's like, okay, on to the next. Like wow. that, that's how his responses are. And they've been super helpful. Damn. Is there anybody your, your brother looks up to like uh, online or offline? I have no idea. Oh really yeah. No, I just wanted to ask. Yeah. You should really talk to him though. He's, he's an interesting person. He sounds like a super fascinating person. Yeah. Um, continuing on um, about lady engineering. What is, what is your mission with lady engineering? I know you kind of already answered this, but. I just wanted to ask again. I might yeah. cut this out. <laughs> so it gives me an opportunity to ask other questions. <laughs> um, you want me to answer real quick? So yeah. yeah, lady engineering, the biggest point is to be like the person my brother, my older brother is to me. I know a lot of people don't have that, but also to encourage and just inspire more women to stay in engineering and to pursue engineering. Because I've actually been a teaching assistant for computer science courses, and I've seen most of the women in the class just drop like by the drop date, like they're just all gone and I've witnessed it. And at first I didn't actually have a voice and I couldn't really, I wasn't really out there to actually speak to them or ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And now lady engineering gives me that opportunity. So hopefully I plan to make a difference. Wow. Why do you think uh, people drop? Is it because what you were saying about your ment- mentee that you were, that they just don't believe in themselves and they don't think they can do it? Yeah. So the, the classes are intimidating enough already. Computer science can be very intimidating. And being on top of that, being a woman in the class is twice as intimidating because you're surrounded by men and mm-hmm. you, you do have a sense of feeling left out. I feel you. And um, another question I wanted to ask is, uh, what is, uh, what is something about you that, that is perhaps you think other people don't know, that maybe they, they have a misconception about you? Uh, your followers, maybe something that they think about you, but that you think is like, that's not right. That's not right about me. Like, um, 
Gosh, I, the thing is, I don't know what they think about me. You don't know what they, you know what they think about you. I do, I mean, I think that they know that I've accomplished a lot, but I also share my failures a lot. So it could be either or. Mm. Where did you pick up this practice of sharing uh, failures? Like, how, when? Why are you so transparent? Some people would just uh, just talk about their the good things that have happened. Because I've witnessed, like on LinkedIn, a lot of people share their successes. Mm-hmm. And I've been the person that looks at this and thinks that could never be me. But when you when you hear a story from someone that doesn't start with a success, that starts with a failure, it really helps you kind of relate. Mm. Instead of feeling discouraged by reading about someone's success, it help, it encourages you by reading that it wasn't easy for them either. Yeah. Where do you think, uh, lady, lady engineering, where do you want to take this? Where do you think it's going to go? How big do you want it to be? I, I don't know. My goal isn't to be like, like huge. I just, I want to reach the people who want, who need to hear it. Mm. So that's, that's kind of a goal. And let's talk about more about like uh, building the blog and the website and stuff. If you could go back in time to when you first started the blog and the website, what, um, what would you, what do you think you did that wasn't necessary that wasted a lot of time? What did you focus on that you didn't have to focus on? What would you cut out from doing? From building the website? Yeah. From building the website or the blog, is there anything that you, you thought was important back then, but you now know it wasn't really important for like the community aspect, building the community. I asked this for myself, like, uh, because I'm trying to build an online community as well. And I really, respect how you've done everything from the branding, like everything is really good to how like you, you, um, expose yourself with, uh, you know, Pinterest and, and, uh, and Instagram. So I think that you've tested out a lot of things mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, um, what is like, what was unnecessary if there was anything? Wow. So unnecessary. I would say just at first I had a WordPress site that was owned by WordPress Mm-hmm. So that was unnecessary. I actually later on went on. Uh, you told me this. Yeah. So that was, I, I think that was the only major thing that I could have, you know, skipped over. Yeah. Just go straight to wordpress.org, right? Or just, I just go self-hosted, like make it yours, fully yours. Okay. Yeah. And as far as the branding, like it's just all been me. Like I really made it like myself like i love pink you know i know you're wearing pink right now (laughs) i think everything so i just and that's just it's just me you know like i've Mm. never really thought about like what pleases anyone else it's just been like me and when it came to lady engineering i think it really relates like i act like a lady (laughs) yeah so are there any uh people you look uh, you look up to online yeah there's a bunch of um tech influencers that I've always looked up to even on before the engineering and I follow them now and we're kind of friends. Who are there? Are there any names that come to mind that perhaps other people um, should follow? Yeah, there's a bunch. Let's see. So there's coding blonde, there's Tiffin tech. There's uh girl code, Mexico. It's girl code, Mexico. M- girl code, Mex, MX. MX. Girl code MX. There's Sasha codes. There's I can, I can go on. There's, there's oh, a- wow. Yeah, keep yeah. going on because I think people would want to follow these, like your followers, uh, if you have, if they come up. Uh, yeah, there's a. Uh, her hello world. There's Data Girl Ash. There's a Sonia Macho. I've actually looked, been following her for a very long time. 
Gotcha. Aside from um, engineering and um, are there any like uh, philosophies that you follow or anything that is dear to your heart that you think has helped you just in life in general? Just because I think you, I mean, you're very confident and, and I like how you don't, you don't really care about what other people think, which has allowed you to build this online community and you're surrounded by very good people. So I'm wondering, like, is there any life philosophies that you follow? I guess. Wow. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Well, I don't really care for what people think. That's not really been something huge for me. I've always been pink and I've been, you know, some people make jokes about it. Like she's a pink girl who always wears pink, but it's never really bothered me. Um, but I would say that at first, when I started lady engineering, I was a little shy. It's not about really? caring what people think. It's about being shy. Yeah. When I started lady engineering, I kept it totally separate from my personal account. I didn't want ah. the people that I know to look at lady engineering. I just didn't think they would be interested. So I kind of kept it to myself for a while. Oh, I, I, that's right. I did find that when it was already with a huge following, um, <laughs> that's uh, but I mean, I completely understand. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's helpful because you don't have that pressure, right. Of like, yeah, you just do you. And that, that's what I did. Just kind of it's it. Yeah, it was, I think that really helped a lot not to have that pressure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go into some rapid fire questions that are kind of random and, uh, just that I thought about what is your, what is the, your favorite app on your phone right now that gives you the most joy? The or the most app, yeah. The app that gives you the most joy. That's the question. Cause the other one's a terrible question. The most joy. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Etsy. <laughs> what is Etsy? I I'm embarrassed to say, Oh, Etsy is the, it's like the, the crafts uh, app. So you, it's like a, you just, people have their own little shops and you just kind of buy from them. Oh, yes. And is that, do you think you'll ever open something on Etsy? Because you're entrepreneurial. You started your, your cookie company. Cookie business. That's so funny. Um, maybe, maybe uh, I have had some conversations <laughs> with mm-hmm. my consultants. <laughs> you're with your consultant? <laughs> with my consultant. And he, he has talked about like coming up with something, maybe like sharing like lady engineering stickers or something small, something that people can keep for themselves. Yeah. Mind. I think that would be cool. I think you should offer like merch so that people yeah. can put it on their computers and stuff. Yeah. Like I would love that. Even like for me, like I would love to have a sticker of like what lady engineering is. Yeah, for real. I can see it now. What is, <laughs> what is the last book that you read cover to cover? Oh, cover to cover. Mm. Wow. I read the self-care book. What is the self-care book? It is a book that comes with a bunch of self-care remedies. So okay. like today you just open it and it's a different way to take care of yourself, make some time for yourself. Is That's it, the last book, but the actual like big, like normal book, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Becoming or Coders, one of those two. <laughs> Becoming or Coders. Do you like those books? Are they like good I, books that you would recommend? Yeah. Coders, if you're into like coding or like obsessed as I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> but becoming, I recommend it to everyone. Gotcha. Other than the, uh, other than those two books and the, the interview book, is there any, are there any books that you would give to like high school seniors and minority women? Are there any books that you think that they wow. should read? I would have, 
I would have just recommended Becoming. Becoming changed a lot for me. Becoming was a big part of like the idea of creating a blog and kind of sharing my story. Becoming is by Michelle Obama? Obama, yeah. Okay. Have you yes. read it? Either? I haven't read it. You need yeah. to read it. it. It was a huge, like it, it, it's the book that kind of started the idea of a blog. So like the idea of like sharing my story kind of was already there. Mm-hmm. And then once like I started sharing my pictures on Lady Engineering, it kind of like was a good idea to start the blog. Wow. And why okay. I kind of like, I have seen it and I've been interested, but I don't know why. I just, I, I haven't read it. Um, okay. I'll read it. Uh, is it good on audio? Does she read it? Does Michelle Obama read it? No idea. But the biggest thing that I got is just like her book's called Becoming, right? Becoming Michelle mm-hmm. Obama. But she kind of encourages you to really believe that your life is becoming you, you know, like becoming Caesar, becoming Paula. That's what your life is. Yeah. Wow. I, I loved that. Okay. I will pick it up. Uh, dude, it's because I have so many books to read. I know. You um, actually gave me a lot too. And I've actually been telling my consultant yeah. <laughs> that we need to go get new books. We just haven't. And I'm I'm not like, a, I don't want to get like an ebook or I really like to sit down mm-hmm. in my reading corner with a book in my hand and actually read it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. Because me too. But also I've been interested in uh, the Kindle. Uh, no, is it the Kindle? I don't know. The one with that is like, looks like paper. It's like a, the where you can read a bunch of books. It's, yeah. I sound so old. What is it called? Do you know? It's the Kindle, I think. Yeah, but like uh, the paper white one. I've been wanting one of those to try it out because I have you too many it. books. What's up? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. you. Get it? Let me know. How I will. Is. I will. Last question here. Um, similar to everything else I've asked you, but if if you could give one piece of advice to all women in their senior year of high school who are thinking of going to college, maybe not going to college, becoming engineers, maybe not, um, perhaps a piece of life advice that you wish you were given when you were graduating, uh, what would you tell them? I would tell them to, wow, I would really say to, this is super common, but to just really go after what you want, no matter how big it it seems like when I first thought about, I want to work at Facebook, it sounded insane. And I remember telling someone at my old, old first, first job, I said, I want, I want to work at Google or I want to work at Facebook. And even as I said it, I was like, this sounds ridiculous. Like it's never going to happen. And it it ended up happening, but it's just because you start by actually saying it at first and then it just kind of work your way to it. So I really do think to just go after what you want, no matter how big it is. I like it. I like it, Paula. People can follow you at lady engineering uh on instagram yes lady engineering and lady engineering dot blog dot blog and then they should sign up for your newsletter to stay up to date yes gotcha weekly newsletters now awesome (laughs) is there anything else you want to tell the the people um i think we went through a lot of stuff thank you oh thank you thank you so much for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you later Hey there, if you enjoyed this episode, well, green light. New episodes of The Dose of Caesar come out every week, so make sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts. If you feel that more people should listen to this podcast and share this episode with your tribe. If you want to connect with me, or if you just want some extra doses of Cesar, of Caesar, of Cesarine Bingui, then you can sign up for my free weekly email newsletter called The Caesar Encyclopedia, where I share what I learn every week. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the dose of Caesar. We'll see you next time.